You are now listening to Podcast Like a Champion Today, an OU football podcast produced by fans for fans. Now, here are your hosts, Noah, Joe, Johnny, and Christian. All right, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Podcast Like a Champion. Today, we are rolling into week four of the college football season. Uh, We've had our post-game pod where we talked about the OU-Nebraska game. So if you didn't catch that, make sure you go back and listen. We had a good conversation about things that happened last week in uh, the pod and and what we saw coming out of OU-Nebraska. Obviously, we were all very positive on just seeing OU really uh, handle that game in our first Power Five uh, team that we that we played against, and so man, we were happy to see that. Obviously, moving into this week, we got K State coming up, Kansas State, and so uh, we're ready to see that. Should be a good matchup, first conference play game. Johnny, what are you looking at here going into Kansas State week? What are you, what are you hoping to see? What are you expecting? Yeah, so I'm honestly really excited for us to play this team. Uh, I think it'll be a good challenge, a good way to step up the competition from last week against Nebraska. And honestly, I just think that the dual threat of Adrian Martinez and Deuce Vaughn is going to be a good scheming uh, test out for Brent Venables to have a quarterback that can run and, what I, in my opinion, a top five running back in the country in Deuce Vaughn. Uh, they both have had production so far, but uh, honestly, their defense is not great. They haven't had any high-level recruits or anything like that, but their offensive line is always decent. Kansas boys somehow are just a little thicker than most. But uh, Deuce Vaughn is going to is gonna put some yards up, but I, I, I have uh, hope in our offense for sure uh, versus their defense. So, Yeah, we got to slow down Deuce Vaughn. Um, I mean, he's a dude. Uh, I just think D line's got to eat this week, and I think they ate, they ate last week. Something that uh, a lot of people don't talk about whenever we're talking about like our D line needs to play better. Um, something that is a very underrated quality in a defensive lineman is holding your gap. Um, so like whenever. Mm-hmm. Isaiah Coe or Ethan Downs or Reggie Grimes is able to hold their gap and not be moved, that frees up a linebacker to go make a play, which our guys do really well. If we're able to do that this week and slow Vaughn down, I don't think there's any chance that K-State wins. I know that Adrian Martinez is all right, but I just don't think they have any chance of winning if we do that. Yeah, it's been previous in different years where they had like Skylar Thompson, who was a pretty prolific thrower. I mean, he's a passer. Thrower is a dumb word. Passer. Uh, I mean, he's a backup in the NFL now, which obviously he's good enough to be play in the league. But they don't have any great receivers. And, uh, you know, it's hard to come into a matchup against a team like OU when you the team are already knows everything you're going to throw at him. You're going to run a ton of screen passes to Deuce Vaughn, try to, I don't know, do some jet sweep type stuff and get Adrian Martinez out in space, maybe doing like a design quarterback run. But I don't think it should be a super tough game. I honestly could see us holding them 
under two scores. Um, yeah. but we'll see. Yeah, I don't think Adrian Martinez, you know, we, we talked a little bit highly of him from those first two games, but I think, man, Tulane, he fell apart. He made a lot of really just bad reads and bad decisions with the way that, that he threw the ball, obviously only having 150 yards. Um, and and so I'm, you know, I'm not too worried about him with the way that we've seen our defense playing. I think, obviously, conference play, you always want to get that first game under your belt and, and get moving, but I think our defense is going to have uh it's going to have their way with with k-state i think we're going to hold them to a really low amount of points and i'm just excited to see first conference game at home see how they how they hold up to other big 12 competition i agree if we go into it with the you know there's always room for improvement mentality and you know head hunting and not taking anybody lightly because if we come in thinking that we're just going to get an easy win because they lost a two lane like that, they're lost a two lane. It makes me nervous uh, because they're, they're not K state's not a bad team. They're, you know, a force to be wrecked, a force to be reckoned with. And I just think that coming off of a loss, I'm just a little bit more nervous about it because I've dealt with uh, Lincoln in the past, but you know, hopefully BV's changed the culture, and we're not going to look past them. You know, a big key of the game is just going to be stacking the box and kind of committing just to eliminating Deuce Vaughn. Mm-hmm. Uh, Martinez's throwing numbers this year haven't been good. He's forty-one of sixty-six for three hundred and four yards and a touchdown. That's his. That's three games this season. Uh, so I think. You'll see um, BV and Ted Roof dial up a lot of pressure coming from a lot of different places, which is what they did yeah. really good against Nebraska. Um, you'd see like different plays, like back-to-back plays. There's pressure coming from all different angles off the edge, up the middle, um, just manipulating the gaps. And I think that they're going to make Adrian Martinez prove that he can beat him with his arm, which he hasn't been able to do against lesser teams. Uh, I think it'll be a good test for our secondary early, see how they kind of respond to that. But, I mean, I'd anticipate a couple interceptions, um, extending that record. That Got to keep the streak. Keep the streak. Yeah. Which, speaking of our secondary, a lot like – I want to I want to give the secondary a shout-out because a lot like the offensive line, we got something in common there where – they you don't hear about them a lot unless they're not playing well. And this season so far I mean, we it it's it's not a, a lot last season we were talking about like yeah, uh Woody Washington got burnt on this route and you know whatever, but this season we haven't said much about them and that's a good thing thus far. I definitely want to shout out Ted Roof. Uh, when we made that hire in the offseason, everybody was saying basically it was just he's familiar with Venable's defense, and so he can implement that because obviously Venable's has a lot of responsibilities just outside of the team itself of being the face of the culture and doing all the head coaching things, recruiting, all this sort of stuff. But Ted Roof has done a really good job of implementing the defense, and him and Venable's seem to be on the same page. 
And I think he's just as much to credit for the change in the secondary um, and Brandon Hall, the safety's coach, and Jay Valai. Is it Valai or Valai? My bad. Valai. 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 Yeah. Um, they've they've all just done a terrific do- job. And honestly, the one I'm most excited for is Todd Bates. This dude has brought in some of the biggest defensive commits in history to Clemson. And I'm fairly confident he can do the same at OU. So. His poetry gets me going. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Joe, you talked about the secondary, and it just made me think, like, previously the guys we had, you know, I think of two of the big ones like Zach Sanchez, uh, Buki. They were guys that I would watch, and I would get frustrated because you see them give up big plays, like get beat over the top, make a dumb mistake. And then somehow at the end, they would end up with an interception that, like, saved the game. And so you're mad at them the whole time, but then they make the one play, uh, and you're like, okay, I guess they're going to keep doing it. But now, like, we're not having that problem with our secondary. Like, we're not. Christian, I, I'm, I'm going to stop you right there. I don't, <laughs> think I, <laughs> I don't think I ever remember not being extremely upset with Buki. Oh, that's what I said. You're upset at them the whole time. Then they make one play that kind of like saves the now, game. Here's You're the like, thing. Ugh. The one play, the one play did not make up for it. I still wanted that dude off our team. No, I agree. Every single play. I, every I single remember time. that. Like, I liked Zach Sanchez, but I remember that with him. Like, you'd see him get beat multiple times in a row, but then at the end, he'd come up with an interception. Yes. And you're like, you know, Zach but Sanchez. Now, but now we're yeah. not seeing that. Like our 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 secondary is not getting beat to the point where they have to come up with an interception. Like they're just yeah. not giving that up anymore. We haven't we all. haven't seen enough from like with talented quarterbacks and good That's receivers. True. And we might not see that. I don't think we'll see that this week as much even. Yeah. Um, and then but, you have Texas. Uh, I'm trying to remember the schedule. If they get, you Quint, won't see that. Yeah, back. you won't see that until Texas. Whether it's Quinn Ewers or Hudson Card, but those are going to be the best receivers they've seen and the best arm talent they've seen to this date. Um, and with, that, like Xavier Worthy and those guys. There's something to be said about that still, though, because used to, you know, I, I remember, I, I can't remember if it was uh, 2020 or like 2019. Christian and I went to the Kansas game. I don't know if Kansas you Kansas State. No, we went to the Kansas game. It was the game where Kyler uh, had the oh, like yeah, seventy yeah. yard touchdown. I do remember that. But you know, and our offense was going off, mm-hmm. and our defense, like we were like, "What are they doing?" That Kansas still put up forty points on us, and it's like, "Hold on, Kansas just, is a powerhouse." Well, now they are, <laughs> uh, but they're they're much better than they have been, but. It's just nice to actually be able to hold, you know, like have a, a big separation in the score and not be kind of nervous on defense. On defense, we're we're looking, and I know that we're not where we want to be yet because there's always room for improvement, which is a wonderful mindset to have. But we are looking, it's so nice to like just kind of be confident in your defense instead of being like, well, hopefully – Kansas doesn't score 45 points on us, you know? I am. I'm more – I think the defense, we're seeing them prove themselves. I'm more watching uh, the offense and dime time this week. I think we saw in Nebraska, he still played uh, very well, but he missed some throws that he should have made. 
some of them that could have been touchdowns. And so I think, you know, those are the plays that we got to see him connect with those wide receivers whenever we play a bigger opponent where we, where we, where every, you know, down and play that we have is going to count. So I'm hoping to see that start clicking a little bit more, but yeah. Well, okay. Uh, next off, um, yeah, I, I'm pretty happy with what I've seen from dime time Dylan Gabriel so far. I think that there's a lot of there's a lot of really just just really stupid OU fans on the internet saying that they don't they they can't handle watching him play and I get I gave in guys I I argued with a guy because he he was just like this is not the guy blah 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 and I was like how is he not the guy how are you not happy with what you've seen from him so far and he was like, oh, all that slide. And then I figured out this guy's my dad. And <laughs> he talks just like And I'm like, I'm like, Dad. <laughs> Shut up, Dad. Dad. God. The coaches tell him to do that. There's all these, there's all these old white guys get so mad at oh, back in my day, we used to hurt ourselves for fun. And they all, if, if it's on Twitter, they all have like 10 numbers after their name. Your dad has a burner yeah. account. It's just American flag with an OU symbol in the middle of it. And <laughs> like, it's just the, the dumbest, the most lifeless look on their face, taking this weird selfie with awful lighting. And it's just Jeff, four, eight, three, nine, six, seven, three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, speaking of, speaking of Twitter arguments, um, Kind of big news today, which it's it's not necessarily new news. We've known this since Big 12 Media Days, but uh, Brett McMurphy, who, keep in mind, is an OSU grad, comes out with this report um, where he's talked to uh, both OU and OSU's ADs, and basically just um, elim- they both prefaces. They both decided in this like kind of joint statement kind of not they both gave in this interview knowing the other did that um there's not going to be bedlam football anymore but they'll play in all the other sports which is just bizarre so there's two ways to look at this and i think it's somewhere in the middle from the ou side you have ou basically asking osu to play this game and they're saying our schedule's full for the next 15 years well (laughs) No, like you have one big non-conference game scheduled and you don't want to schedule another, which I mean, they're in their right to do. Like I, it doesn't really affect me. Um, you have seen some OU fans kind of take shots at them. Like we don't, OU doesn't need them. They need us, but they're still talking about it on Twitter. So I, that argument's kind of invalid with me, but, and then you have OSU side, which, OU, for lack of better words, leaves in the middle of the night, a la Lincoln Riley. But um, <laughs> just basically, I think I think the whole reason this has gone over the way it did is because they tried to keep it under wraps for so long until uh, Texas A&M found out and tried to get out in the open so maybe it would stop. But um, so OSU's sitting there like, well, they tried to leave. Why we should like? Why do we have to go out of our way to make that game happen? Like they, 
and Mike Gundy said it today in his press conference, they left, they followed Texas for the money, which every any competent AD is going to do. If that was presented to OSU's AD, he's doing that too. Yeah. And if you say you don't want that, you're just insane. Like Chad Weiberg, if that came to him, he loses his job if he like says no. Yeah. Without like talk, it's just it's just pointless to talk about it. Like. You know, I understand OSU's end on this. Like, why would you want to play a team that's going to be one of the top of the nation for your for a non-conference game every year? Uh, because that's probably, based off of history, that's probably one more loss for them every year. So I get it. Like, not wanting to do that, you can kind of jump into the Big 12 and be one of the main leaders exactly. and staples. And so I understand it. It does just suck. I, I put this on Twitter. Obviously, we grew up with like the bedlam, you know, rivalry being big. We were we were all oh, yeah. pretty young whenever Nebraska, you know, the Nebraska rivalry was pretty much already over. Um, but this one was huge growing up in Oklahoma and so makes me a little sad because now I don't get to my dad's an OSU fan and I really enjoyed making fun of him for like a year every time we won. So, I'm probably going to miss that, but I think we'll be all right. I mean, it, and you're going to you're going to miss it. And it it is a, a fun tradition. Like around the end of the year, every year we played them, we beat them most of the time. But um, yeah, it it's from a from a fan standpoint, you're like, yeah. If you're an OU fan, you're like, yeah, I'm I'm gonna miss that. But you gotta say, you gotta look at it from a football standpoint and say that it makes sense that they don't want to play us because we've beat them ninety times out of what. Mm-hmm. 110 19 or something like that or so yeah so and i'm i'm not saying that to talk trash uh i am however saying this to talk trash um if you <laughs> if you were one of the people that came out and said um well you're you're killing the rivalry and now you're siding with what your what your guys decided to do in that we reached out to you and we said Hey, we'd still like to play you every year if you if you want. Now you don't want it, and then now you're talking crap on Twitter again. I'd say sit down, shut up, yeah, and I mean, take this last L here yeah. in a few months. There's definitely like precedent for it. Like I I was just looking at people's different Twitter threads, and like there were there's been like almost half of the Bedlam rivalry where they weren't in the same conference. Yeah, like it. The idea that that alone makes it impossible to play is just insane. Is there a possibility? Do you guys think that um, a bunch of big donors at Oklahoma State just really raise some cane and make a make a statement about it to the ads, or is it done? Is it a done deal? I think it's a done deal for now. I think eventually they'll play again. Like, um, yeah. and it might even become like a yearly thing, but like once some time passes, like if you look at this, like OU Nebraska series once, like obviously that was a great rivalry and they have like awesome fans, like, like the classiest people around. And that's not to say like OSU fans aren't, but um, like that rivalry has been awesome and yeah. they're not any good anymore these last two years, but the amount of fans that have traveled down here for games and up to Lincoln this year, um, yeah. is just, it's awesome. 
Um, I think we'll see something like that with OSU in the future. I also, I, I think the future's kind of dark. Like if if you're to look like, and this is all hypothetical, but if you're to like look beyond Mike Gundy when he retires, or I don't think he'll ever get fired, but like once he steps yeah. away, yeah. what do they really have going for them? I mean, and it could change if they like run the Big Twelve for a couple years, but I don't know. I think they they their focus needs to now shift to trying to join the Big Ten, trying to join. Well, I don't think I think the Pac twelve is a step down, but well, I they, just, and I'm sure they're trying, and it might just be that there's no options out there, which might be the reality of it. But well, they're really good at wrestling and. And they, they they got a good horticulture program, and uh, they're good <laughs> at Quidditch, and and we're better than you as other stuff. But since this is a football podcast, I agree with Noah. I will say that's definitely interesting because Gundy, like, absolutely has been the whole thing that changed their football program. He absolutely. still doesn't get like the greatest recruits, but they're team still ends up being good like obviously as much as we like to mess with him and osu like he's doing something right at coaching so with them but he hasn't changed like them getting the big recruits so if that's not following i i don't know what's going to happen whenever he leaves yeah but you know it's college football so anything could happen so they could hire a big name guy or something Mm -hmm. like that could happen but it's interesting we'll see. to see the two sides from their fan base kind of coming out. You have a small, I would say from what I've seen, a small portion that's like standing by their AD statements and is like, yeah, like we don't need OU. Like we're going to, our record's going to be better now. And like, we're going to run a big 12, which more power to you. But then there's also the fans that just love the Bedlam rivalry and they want it to happen even if it is kind of lopsided because there's always like that hope every year. And that's kind of your Super Bowl. I'm just looking at this meme right now and it's the, the SpongeBob or it's Patrick. And it's like, is this your rivalry game? And the next picture has Patrick as OSU. He says, yep. Next one says, and your fans want to keep their biggest rivalry game, right? And it says, yep. And the COVID season proved it's never been easier to change schedules, correct? And it says, yep. And it says, so play the game. And it's a, we're not, we're scheduled for the next 15 years. Like, you're moving, I don't know, a UTEP game out of the way if you really wanted is to. That, is that, that the lost wallet meme? Yes. Yeah. This is your wallet, right? Who? What's I'm the not, villain's name, I'm Johnny? Not, Do you yeah. know? The, is it the Hash Slinging Slasher? No. no, it's oh my gosh! It's the gonna dude in the me. red and I'll blue think of it. suit. He's got the stinky yeah. hands. No. no, 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 not no, that guy. I'll send it. I'll send it to you guys, and you might know. But it's fine. Dang it. I'll think it starts it with like an M. Minutes. I think. I'll Is it Merman? Twenty minutes. Mermaid Man. No. no, that's the guy. That's normal. Guy. I don't know. Man, oh, man Ray or something like man that. Ray. Right? Man Ray. It is, it is Man Ray. Man Ray. Or Manta Ray. Hold on. Now I'm like gonna that. I'm gonna talk while I'm looking it up. So here's my two points on this. One, if you think about the best teams in the country, they don't shy away from competition. So think about Alabama. Pretty much every year, Alabama's opener is against like a high-ranked op- opponent. They didn't do that this year in Atlanta. Yeah, in Atlanta. <laughs> um, 
and or like Georgia. Georgia played Oregon first game and stomped them. Yeah. And <clears throat> so if we're if Mike Gundy's wanting to say like it's about you know good games or whatever, like that would be a good game. Like let's have a season opener bedlam every year and see how that sets like the tone of the whole season. But secondly, if you're saying if he's thinking like, oh, we're just going to run this conference and like help build culture or whatever, like we're forgetting the other teams that are moving into the Big 12, like Cincinnati and BYU and is it Houston? Yeah. 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 Those aren't slouch teams like those teams, I think, in my mind, are like almost as good as OSU consistently. Right. Are they the fourth? Uh, Who is it? We should know this. We should know this. I don't know all four teams. Boise State? No. They would they'll never leave. They're gonna win their conference for the next hundred years. Right. <laughs> but anyway, I mean even either way, just BYU and Cincinnati. We're talking about a team that has been ranked in the top ten this year and a team that was in the college football playoff last year. Which is better than OU or OSU did last year. So OSU just thinking they're going to have it easy after we leave is a dumb statement in itself. It is Houston is joining as well. It it's yeah. UCF. UCF is the yeah. other one. That's right. Yeah, and they they won a national championship like five years. Ago. <laughs> That's true. I don't even think I I think Gundy's going to have to just say what his AD tells him to say. But I I think him as a coach he mu- I think he wants to play OU. Because if you think about it, like, nationally, they don't get talked about until they beat OU. Like, no one talks about they should be in the college football playoffs. They should they have a chance to win the championship. Like, no one takes them serious unless they play OU and they beat them. Like, that's basically, you know, every year that's, like, their their test. If they beat OU and they go into it undefeated or with just one loss that was a fluke, then they get a chance. And maybe they get some consideration, which still, a lot of times, even if they do that, that's not good enough to get them in. We saw that. Uh, I mean, obviously, with the playoffs now, it, it would have been, but we saw that whenever they had Brandon Whedon as their quarterback, and you know they still didn't make it to the national championship, but Whedon to Blackman. Um, but like, I think Gundy wants that game because for them, that's the game that puts them on the map if they win. And if they don't win it, then they're not going to win the national championship anyways. So, like, a football team, you should want that game. But yeah, so mm. that's my thoughts on it. I don't know. It is. It is the man Ray. That's my bad. I should have said guess. At least they got the 1945 national championship. That's true. Mm. You know, Boone Pickens bought that one for him. <laughs> All right. Well, we are going to uh, introduce a new segment. This is one that I'm pretty excited about. This segment's going to be called The Power Five. Uh, so you'll be hearing us do the Power Five. Obviously, we got the uh, Power Five conferences. That's kind of what we're playing off of here. But it's it's our tier list of uh, we'll do different categories, different thing, but what's your top five of something? So the power five. So this week, uh, it's going to get really interesting. We're going to do our power five, and it is current college football head coaches that you would want on your side for a fight. So you would go into a fight with this person. Maybe you think they could beat all the other coaches in a fight if they all got into one fight at the same time. Who's going to come out as your winner? But who's the guy that you want on your side for a fight? And so that's where we're going to start. Um, we will, we're we'll, we're going to snake draft it. So I'm just going to uh, have us do it in the order that we're on my screen. So we'll go Joe first, then Noah, 
then Johnny, and then me. And we'll snake draft it back and forth. Yes. So, Joe, you get the first pick mm. of coach that you would like on your team. I'm hey. so happy that I got the first pick. Before we go first pick, I want to say officially, the podcast shouts out Mark Mangino. You yeah. would have been all of our first pick if yeah. you were a current coach. Absolutely. But yeah. we'd love to have you on the podcast. Yeah, Noah, you're muted. Noah, you're muted. When we started this, I uh, asked to clarify if it had to be active and was immediately upset that I couldn't take Mark Mangino. Or well, Coach we can o. do a retire. We can do a later a retired coach one, but that would we just might bring that back. Much, so yeah. All right. So first right. off, and this is draft style, so we can't pick the same guys. So let's see I'm, who you take first off the board, Joe. I'm so happy. Because I, I don't know if any of you guys thought of this one, but I'm going to take Coach Dion Sanders from Jackson State. Oh, I had him as a sleeper. I didn't expect hey. him to go first pick. He's down my list. Hey, I'll never pass on primetime, baby. Did we not say Power Five? No, I think we, we just called the second Power Five. It could be any college football head coach, though. I thought I had him later okay. down my list as a sleeper, too. So. Sounds good. Not a I went, chance. I went with only Power 5 coaches, so that's fine. It's all right. No problem. I think he's the only one I had that wasn't Power 5. All right, so why Deion Sanders first? Dude, look at him. He's prime time. <laughs> Would you just look at him? He's, I mean, still young and, and still in very good shape. Young? Yeah. I mean, what what is he, like 40? No. No, he's older than that. <laughs> He is? Oh, yeah. My man played in the 90s, Joe. Joe didn't do his research, everybody. I mean, I the thing is, the fact that he looks younger, I think, is a good thing. Hold, hang on a second. Deion Sanders. All right, Joe, you, you figure that out, and we'll go ahead and, and move He's 55. To, yeah, he's pretty <laughs> he's old. 55. He's 55. All right, all right. All right. Next up's Noah. Right. Noah, you get the second pick. Second pick. Ooh. I'm going to go with Philip John Fleck Jr., P.J. Fleck. Okay. Mm. He, he's just intimidating as heck. He wears the tie to every game. I don't see coaches wear ties on the sidelines, but he does. He wears it under his like windbreaker. He he's, lives by the row the boat mentality um, that he brought into – where was he at before Minnesota? Um no, let's just look it up. We were we were all very prepared for this for this segment. You can tell. Uh, he was at Western Michigan, so yeah, row the boat. All yeah, right. he just he's built in the cold. Yeah, sure. All right, so I'm really glad this guy wasn't taken. Uh, I'll give him some hype up here with the third pick overall. I'm going to take a man that I have seen comes so close to having an aneurysm on the sidelines, getting pumped up for his team, yelling at referees. Um, we thought he may have been the OU head coach choice in the offseason before Brent Venables was hired. Don't do I'm going gonna, gonna to go with Matt Campbell. Oh, okay. My man at Iowa State would kill anybody for anything. <laughs> Holly. 
So I get back-to-back picks here. Uh, I'm excited about this. Before, before we move on to that, I just want to address Matt Campbell real quick. The game against Oklahoma two years ago, he just lost his mind. It. Um, I'm trying to remember what the situation it was. The was. Big, wasn't it the Big 12 championship game? I think so. I think you're right, Joe. Um, yeah. And he's like pointing at Lincoln across the field like the whole time in the ref. Yeah, that's how like, we feel. That's how we yeah. felt when Lincoln left us. <laughs> he's like making faces and yeah, that was he got insane. animated. That I was insane. That. All right. My first pick that I'm going to take here and I don't know how he didn't go in the first round. Uh, Mario Cristobal. This okay. man, Miami head coach. He's six foot four, 250 pounds, played O-line. I don't know if you guys know this, but he's been training in MMA since he was a kid. Mm-hmm. He trains in judo, jiu-jitsu. Uh, other coaches have talked about how they've like literally seen him do MMA fights, and he's a monster. And so yeah. I think right there, winner, Mario Cristobal. Number two, since we're, doing, since we're doing a snake draft here, my second pick. Also don't know how this guy didn't get taken. Marcus Freeman, Notre Dame. Obviously, I've already talked about liking Notre Dame, but you got this giant man, played linebacker at Ohio State, made it to the NFL. He's only 36, still in great shape, just an absolute unit of a man. Marcus Freeman going back-to-back, top two picks right there. And former All-Big Ten player whenever he played at Ohio State. Yep. Both the guys that you picked, Christian, were on my list, so good picks. Johnny, we are back to you. Yeah, so Christian took two off my list there. I'm going back and forth on this. I just, you know what? I got myself a scrapper in Matt Candle, can't Candle, Campbell, but uh, I need me a big boy. Let me get Uh-oh. Brett Belima. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> he was on my list, too. Dude, he's lost some weight, but when he was coaching the Hogs, my man was literally he was a, a hog. hog. Good he God. He, he was looked. Couching himself. Couching himself. <laughs> what a couch. Yeah. Noah? Oh, I can't believe he fell this far. I'm going Shane Beamer. Okay. Uh, oh, car- career just coaches every position. Um, most recently, uh, head coach South Carolina and then was with the the special teams and tight ends coach at OU before, before I was at Georgia, Virginia tech, Mississippi state, Tennessee, Georgia tech. He's been around the block. He's got that coaching pedigree. He's pretty jacked for being 45 years old. You know, he still puts the work in and I saw him headbutt. Um, who was that? Uh, Grant Calcaterra, which, May have given Calcaterra one of those concussions. You never know, but he headbutted him in a game while he had a helmet on, and he was bleeding for all over his face, and had to had to leave to go get medical attention during the game. Wild man. Yeah. All right, Joe. Who you got? Give me Sam Pittman from Arkansas. I need me a big boy, just like just like Johnny said. I got me a a I got me an old. <laughs> uh, Cut up, dude, in Deion Sanders. Give me Sam Pittman. Absolute tank. And you got back-to-back picks, so you got the next first pick of the oh, third round here. Give me Mike Leach. Dang Mike it. Mike Leach. That's my next give me, one. 
Oh yeah, give me Mike Leach. He's just an absolute legend, and I want him. On, I want him on my side. So Noah, Mike Leach, Mike Leach is crazy. I actually. I was telling Ratcliffe about this. Shout out Ratcliffe. And he told me, you got to pick Mike Leach because he's the kind of coach that would just show up with a sword and you yeah. don't know why. <laughs> he's just <laughs> wild. I love it. I love it, Ratcliffe. Noah, your pick. Go ahead and give me old Dana Holgerson. He's, okay. uh, cool. you see his hair, you see his hairline, you know, he's been through some stuff. He's seen some stuff. He's, uh, yeah probably been in an altercation or two and probably. he he loves profanity so at the very oh, least yeah. we're gonna win the mental battle <laughs> well speaking of winning mental battles you know i think we had some funny picks but in all real real in all realism there's a coach here that we just we know what kind of man he is he's been building the culture at our own he very is. school brent venables give me that dude I'm, on my team I'm super surprised he hasn't been taken yet. Exactly. I need Brett Venables on my team. Just wild. All right. Third and fourth round back to back here. Uh, this guy was number three on my list. I'm surprised he's not taken. It's actually an Oklahoma native. Uh, it's the coach of North Texas from Muskogee, Oklahoma. Seth Luttrell. Oh, Seth Luttrell Muskogee. played for OU. He was the fullback in the for the 2000 championship team. Uh, just an absolute animal. The dude is huge. He won two state championships in wrestling whenever he was in high school. Obviously, Oklahoma is a good wrestling uh, state, and so that's yeah, a big and, deal. And, and Oklahoma he's, State's really good at wrestling, by the way. Yeah, but he's at, he was at Oklahoma. But oh. anyways, yeah, he was and at OU. He was on our national championship team. He, If you don't know who he is, go look at a picture of him. Dude is huge. He is just a monster. There's actually... Uh, Coaches, other coaches have talked about him and have made statements of like, if all of the coaches were to get into a fight, Seth Luttrell would probably win. Uh, and so, easy pick, Seth Luttrell there. He he made it out of Muskogee. That tells you all you need to know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and He's then from Muskogee. My next pick, uh, man, I'm really sad that Joe got deon sanders i was hoping to get him late but i'm gonna go with luke fickle from cincinnati uh he's six foot four he looks like a tall weird adam sandler uh but he was also a three-time state champion wrestler in high school he went undefeated through his high school career uh in wrestling and so if i gotta pick a man in a fight that's six foot four and never lost a wrestling match i'll take him luke fickle cincinnati yeah, well, here's the thing. You may he may have done some things in high school, but so did Joe and I. And look at us now. Yeah. So, um, so I was gonna say, I'm gonna take somebody that, in his own words, he's a grown man. He's oh, a grown no. man. Dang it! And I cannot believe you guys left him there. Fourth yeah. round. Give me Mike Gundy. He's that was my next pick. Man. That was literally my next one. Yeah, anybody with a mullet isn't afraid to die. Absolutely. <laughs> Noah, what's your fourth round pick here? I'm going Kirk Ferentz from Iowa. Iowa wins games by safeties and field goals. They're <laughs> just they play in the cold. They it's just you know what you're getting. Action packed, like 
just physical. That's all you're getting. No finesse, just physical. He's 67 years old. I think he still gets it done. All right. Joe, you got back-to-backs here. Let's hear your last two picks. All right. Last round. Give me Kirby Smart. He absolutely gets after the refs. Give me Kirby Smart. And then uh, for my next pick, I'm going to go a little bit of chemistry here. I'm going to take the GOAT. I'm taking Nick Saban. Oh. (laughs) Is he just going to stand there in his suit? Yeah, Nick Saban's going to hop out of his Cadillac and his loafers and <laughs> tell everybody else what to do. Hey, he's, he's a goat. Destroyed. I got a few goats on my team, so, you know. <clears throat> All right, Noah, back to you with the fifth, your fifth and final pick here. Well, I was going to go with Scott Frost, but unfortunately I can't do that anymore. Um, Let's see. I'm going to look down a list here. Give me Chris Kleiman. Kind of the same thing as Kurt Ferentz. Just the physical, you want to run the football. Give me the just physical brand of football they play with at K-State. They got some, like, country in them. They're strong. Uh, Give me Chris Kleiman. Not a bad pick. Johnny? All right. With my last pick, he's not a big Showtime guy, but he just comes to work every day. And he looks like a thumb. All right. He's, he's got his, his name is Mel. Pale. His name is Mel Tucker. Oh, his man. name is Mel oh, yeah. Tucker, the Michigan State coach. That Big was my next boy one. Works out. Give me Mel Tucker, round five. Good one. Good pick. Looks like an absolute thumb. Man, I've got a couple options here for my last pick. I don't know where I want to go. I expected more of these guys to be gone. Y'all pick some people I didn't think about, but. I'm going to go with the coach of Northwestern. If you don't know who he is or you haven't seen him, give him a Google. Pat Fitzgerald. He was a college linebacker. Uh, He's an absolute monster. He's currently looks like a fat Brock Lesnar. So anybody who is built like Brock Lesnar, if he ate a little bit too much, is somebody I would like on my side of a fight. I think he could do some damage. He's a younger guy, uh, but he is just an absolute monster, just solid, thick boy. So I'm I'm liking my five in a fight there. So we'll, we will post this um, on our Instagram and Twitter, and we want to hear y'all's thoughts. What coaches did we miss out on, and whose um, top five do you think would win this fight? Who do you think, who, who has the best lineup of coaches there to, to win that? So... I'll tell you Good who we segment. missed out on. Like that. Mac Brown. I talked to you about this one. Nobody nobody picked Mac Brown. I had Mac Brown at the end of my list, you know. Nobody wants to go after the old guy. And then he's just a hard working, nose to the ground, good old boy, come to work, get the boy. job done, figures out a way to win, you know? Come to lunch but. with come to work with your lunch pail. Come on then. All right, guys. Well, that was a good I, I like that. I think we should do it again. And just like that other segment we just finished, we also have another new segment. And it is called Joe's Question of the Week. Okay? Are you guys ready? We're ready. Mm-hmm. You got your thinking no, cap I'm on? I'm nervous, but I'm ready. 
Do you have your thinking caps on? Well, I, I do. Find my question. Yeah, Joe, to clarify this, you did not tell the question beforehand, so they like don't know what you're about to ask. This is right off right off the top of their head here. Yeah, these guys don't know. So the question of the week is would you rather OU never win another national championship or eat poop? <laughs> uh, shout out to my friend Johnny Davis. Um, Johnny Davis has a story that I'm sure he'd love to share on our podcast. Maybe not ours, but at some point. That's gross. Um, here's the here's the steak. Okay. 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 It's not steak. It's poop. Uh, <laughs> if you <laughs> if you if you do choose to eat the poop, okay. They win another natty for every bowl you eat. Oh, <laughs> how big is this bowl? What the heck? <laughs> oh, I hate that, Joe. Joe, you know my answer. You for every bowl of poop you eat for a little bit. Oh, you wins another natty. All you gotta nope. do is just hold your nose and go to town. My eyes what are watering think? already from how gross this is. What do you think, guys? Uh, I think that how I the question will... is how many natties are we winning? <laughs> I think right? I will go ahead and hashtag fight on and take my uh, my fandom out west, if you know what I mean. That's that's a disappointing answer. Joe, you know my answer. What's your answer? There's nothing in the world that could get me to get anywhere close to even like touching someone's poop. I would th- just seeing a bowl of poop across the room, I would throw up. Multiple times I've rode in a car with you, and you just talk about poop in detail, and it makes me gag. Yeah, I, ha- it, I have no, I have no tolerance for this. There's, oh, you would it, never win another national championship. I enjoy this was the scenario for me. I enjoy, I enjoy grossing Christian out. Joe had me almost throwing up on the highway once, and I had to remind him I'm in your car, so. <laughs> I'm gonna uh-huh. throw up all over your car if you don't stop. That was the only. And I, and I enjoy, I enjoy the fact that there are listeners right now that are thinking about just stopping to listen, stopping this podcast and never listening. I, to it I'm about again. to hang up with this call right now. <laughs> I, I don't like the direction this is going. I love. Oh, hold on, Johnny's very focused though. Johnny, what yeah. you got for us? <laughs> Johnny's not phased. Johnny? Johnny left. I have one question. <clears throat> Oh, what size bowl? Uh, like a get out of town. No like shot. Like a regular cereal bowl. Like a regular cereal bowl. There's no shot. And for every for every one I eat, they win a national championship. There's no shot. Yeah, for everyone, uh, just regular size us. bowl. Don't lie to yourself. Just hold on. So, it. Are there the normal ramifications for eating poop? Like, if I eat this poop, am I going to the hospital sick? Let's say it's let's say it's like this is gross. Let's say it's like some, <laughs> it's not. some sort of animal poop. Oh my! Um, That's even that worse almost a human can digest without having like 
major health problems. So you're talking about just, you just got to get over the taste and the smell, basically. Yeah. Yeah, basically the whole reason you guys aren't doing Still it. Still no. <laughs> wow. Wow. I love OU football so much. And I hope you do. Stop. If they don't ever win again in my life, like I may, I don't know. Stop. Um, but I'll tell you this. I've I'll eaten die. a I I've eaten a burger from Burger Street before. <laughs> so I might as well Oh, we have to. Me and Christian did. I might as well eat a bowl of poop. I'm eating a bowl of poop for you, Sooner Nation. Oh my gosh. I hate this so much. Sooner yeah, Nation. That's the clip we need on social media right there. <laughs> that's it. Joe, what's your answer, though? Johnny, are you, I, I want to c- clarify before I give my answer. How many bowls of poop are you? How many national championships are we winning? <laughs> I think I could do it once a year. Oh my gosh. Okay. I think I could do it once a year. We so, have a 50-year win streak. Actually, yeah, Johnny's not going to live that long if he's eating poop once a year. <laughs> I don't, Joe, like, what's your answer? <laughs> Let's get this over with. Um, <laughs> I, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I'm, I'm gonna attempt it. Okay, great. Um, and on to our next. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna attempt it. <laughs> Finish up, please. <laughs> Noah's so over this. About to cry. I'm gonna I'm gonna attempt it, but <laughs> I mean if I <laughs> I would the only reason I would attempt it to just show that I'm a true loyal fan. You, you know? need to repent. You need to repent right now. <laughs> Praise God. This is this is just I I can't believe what I'm hearing. Joe, I can promise you whenever you thought of that question, the Lord was not with you. He was nowhere I, near you when I thought of that. I, okay. You were far from the Lord, my brother. All right. Well, it is time once again for everyone's favorite segment, Bets with the Boys. I don't know. If it's I don't know. Actually, I think maybe anymore. the poop was my favorite I, segment. No, 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 no. Um, okay. The three, <laughs> the three games we're doing this week, um, obviously OU against K-State. OU comes in at a 12.5 point favorite. Uh, let's send it to Johnny first. Johnny, what are your thoughts? Oh, he comes in as 12 and a half, you said? Yeah, 12 and a half. Under the lights, yeah, I'll definitely... I might add. Might add that. Under the lights. Under the lights, wow. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm going to coin a term. We'll just call it a Johnny bet. Um, oh, I'm going to go. take, I'm going to take a triple cover. Triple, triple. cover. Mm-hmm. OU is going to win by 36 or no, that'd be 37 and a half points or more. Now let's clarify. If you get that right, is it worth like two or three points? But if you get it wrong, it's a negative two or three, or we're just, you're, you're doing that, but it's really we're just betting this spread. It's just no, 12.5. it's just, it's just going to be my one, you know, win or loss. But the fans will know that I'm really risking it all and using the knowledge that I have. So now are we are, are we calling the triple cover over shutout again? Mm. That that one was that one was bold. 
I mean, we almost had it. You're talking about the garbage. The garbage touchdown doesn't really count, and they gave up one that they probably could have. Everything counts in Vegas. Oh my god! Let's see what the total is. No, I'm not calling. Total is fifty-two and a half. You already made your pick. I don't know why I'm trying to talk you out of it. Okay, Christian, what what are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm take OU to cover. Like we talked about earlier, I'm just. I think Kansas State showed us who they really are whenever they face some adversity this week. I think OU showed us who they really are whenever they face some adversity with Nebraska, you know, scoring on the first drive and and getting some momentum at Lincoln. And so I think OU is going to run away with it. I think at home under the lights, first conference game, uh, I think they cover. Joe? Yeah, I think uh... – if we stack the box and we slow down Vaughn, uh, yeah, we 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 cover. I uh, hate to all three be on the same page, but I'm gonna agree as well. I think OU covers pretty easily. Um, forcing Adrian Martinez to make some decisions downfield, I think, will benefit OU. Come up with a couple interceptions to keep the streak going, and. Uh, end up covering next game we all picked is Baylor at Iowa State Iowa State is actually a two and a half point favorite at home which they've got to be factoring the home crowd right like buffer into that because that just seems insane when we were looking at the odds I look I think it was Sunday night I sent the some of the nice the good games for this week and it it just blew my mind at that line so i'm curious to hear your guys thoughts on it yeah i think baylor i think baylor wins they cover i'm not super sold on them being like great yet but i think they're gonna beat iowa state so I'm going to take uh, Iowa State in this one, actually. I'll take them to cover. Their wide receiver, Hutchinson, has been having himself a year. Uh, he's He's got 300 yards, five touchdowns already on the season. And so I'm going to basically move away from what I think everybody else is going to pick with Baylor. I think this one's close enough that I'm going to, I'm gonna, like Noah says, zig whenever you guys zag or whatever and go with Iowa State and see if I can catch me a point here. No, Baylor's winning. Uh, they're, I, I would triple cover, actually, on that. They're going to win by more than just three <laughs> the three points. So, Yeah, I think I'm on the Baylor side of it. I think um, at the very least they make it close but i think they'll win outright as well not really sure where the 2.5 is coming from but um yeah i'm taking i'm taking baylor to win uh next game we have a&m and arkansas a&m is a two and a half point favorite at home i would just like to say i dislike both teams I've talked about this in previous podcasts, but I don't like Arkansas, mainly because of the fans that they have that I know that annoy me on social media. Um, You're still not naming names? No names. Okay. Uh, And then I also don't like 
A&M because it's A&M. So, this sucks for me. I'm going to pick Arkansas to cover. That's all I got. So, what you just described is what my grandpa would describe as a, please God, open a hole and swallow up the stadium game. (laughs) Yeah. which, Which occurs once a year when OSU and Texas play each other. That is what he tells me every year. Uh, the the stadium needs to be emptied up and swallowed whole. That, Grandpa sounds like a very uh never, uh <laughs> like a very thought out man, but also some evil intentions there. <laughs> so. Oh yeah, for sure, absolutely. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm gonna pick Texas A&M here to cover. I think that they just have the talent to. The sheer talent to win. KJ Jefferson is a great QB for Arkansas. Um, shout out Jaden Hazelwood. Great. I mean, they have a lot of great players, but I just think Texas A&M has the skill, sheer skill to beat them um, and, and win. So taking Texas A&M to cover. Yeah. Uh, after Arkansas kind of struggling with, who was it? Uh, Missouri State mm-hmm. last week. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I, I don't, I don't dislike Arkansas. I usually like root for them. They're kind of the SEC team. I kind of root for, um, if I am just watching a game, but they just don't look like they're, they look like they're a good football team, but they're not, I just don't think they're great yet. So I don't think A&M is either, but I think they win the game. So A&M covers. I think if this game was not at A&M, I think Arkansas would have a better chance. Um, but I think A&M ends up covering. K.J. Jefferson, like Johnny said, is a great quarterback, um, especially for the college game. But as a, like a pocket passer, he's not the best. Uh, I think A&M's speed on defense and um, skill position will be the difference in this one. And I think they get it done at home. All right, Johnny, what was your wild card game of the week? My wild card game faces Florida and Tennessee against each other. So uh, I've picked the Gators before to win, and they they did me wrong. Um, so I'm going to flip the other way. Shout out to my man Al Chambers. Uh, the biggest balls for life fan I I know, and I'm gonna side with you this week, my guy. I'm gonna have uh, the Volunteers covering. Their line is they're ten and a half. They're ten and a half point favorites, and I say they're gonna cover. Um, I think Anthony Richardson is an awesome athlete, but he is sucking right now at quarterback. Yeah, he's he's down bad. Yeah, and Hendon Hooker is playing awesome. They're coming in three and zero. They're doing great. So, and shout out our Josh man, Heupel. Yeah, our man Josh Heupel. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I'll take Tennessee cover. You guys think Josh Heupel would do well in the coaches fight? No, uh, he's no. getting choked out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's getting choked out. I'll I'll update you guys next week or maybe on the post game podcast. But I actually found um, here's a. Josh Heupel was at my birthday party when I was in. Why is it blurry? Yeah, there wow. it is. 
It's us. Um, this is well, when you played at OU, and I was young. I was a wee lad. <laughs> um, it was at my birthday party. I don't know. You have that framed on your desk. Oh, yeah, it sits here. <laughs> and then I also have a painting that I'm going to get. I'll move my camera here and get it. I'll have it hanging up behind me, but just just know that I'm always hyped up on a Saturday morning. Yeah, he. that's back whenever he didn't look like a fat loser. <laughs> If you're listening, Josh, we'd love to have you on the podcast. We'd love, we'd love to have you on the podcast. I'm also we're also fat losers. losers. We didn't mean that <laughs> yeah. that way. All right, um, Joe, who who hasn't given their game yet? I haven't. Uh, Throw me but off. Joe can go. Okay. Um, I got the battle of the basketball schools. Mm. I got Duke and Kansas. Um. Noah, correct me if I'm wrong. KU is a 7.5 favorite. Yep. So, I mean, they're both 3-0. and um, Kansas got a little quarterback. He can do some things. Um, and I don't think they're anything to – I like especially, even whenever OU plays them, I don't think we should I, – like I said earlier, you shouldn't overlook any opponent. But – I think Kansas is – they got a little chip on their shoulder. They got a little something to prove this year. So um, I'm going to take Kansas covers. Yeah. Um, my game, I'm going with Clemson-Wake Forest. I'm going to change it up a little bit here. They're both 3-0. and I'm going to pick the over on total points. They're at a 56.5 for total points. Neither team has scored less than 35 points in any of their games so far. Wake Forest has scored 37 or higher in all of theirs. Clemson scored 35 or higher in all of theirs. So I think we'll see a little bit of a shootout here. I think they clear the over on total points. So that's what I'm going to go with for my wild card this week. For mine, we're once again going out west. I'm taking USC to cover on the road at Oregon State. They're uh, favored by six and a half. I think they get at least seven, most likely more. The Caleb Williams-Jordan Addison connections just been too good all year. Um, they were, I think they were my wild card game last week, and it was pretty convincing over Fresno State. So I think they get the seven needed, even though they're on the road. And, uh, yeah. So what's our, uh, updated standings as of last week? I went two and two. Did anybody go three and one? I think I did. Check I went two and two again for the third week in a row. Yeah. No one went three and one. So you two are tied. So no one and I are tied at the top and y'all are one game behind us. So we got a close race. We got a close race coming in to uh, week four here. We'll see if anyone pulls away. I'm either going to be in last or I'm going to be in first with me zigging whenever you guys zag there. So I really hope you're not. See what happens. If I'm not, I'm I'll be uh, out of town next week. We'll see you guys. So, (laughs) um, okay. well, I think. I think that pretty much wraps us up here. Picks with the boys. We got that in. 
drop some new segments. Looking forward to OUK State. Uh, tune in for our post-game pod after that. It should be out by Sunday morning. We always record Saturday night. Once it's over, it'll be a late one since it's a night game. Uh, definitely follow us on Twitter. Check out tweets that go on there. Noah gets some good info why he's at the game. We tweet it out. We, we keep up with it. Uh, so make sure you're checking us out there. And that's all we got. See you guys. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of Podcast Like a Champion today. Make sure you go follow us on Twitter and Instagram and look out for giveaways and OU content. Also, leave us a five-star review. And if you have a question you'd like us to address on the next podcast, you can comment on any streaming platform. Thanks for hanging out. We'll see you.